This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 15th of February. Justin, who said venture funding was dead? An Aussie startup named Loam has just raised 105 million bucks from Mike Cannon-Brooks and a bunch of other VCs. The company captures carbon from the atmosphere and allows farmers to put it in their very own soil. Huge, if true. Absolutely huge. And I've got even bigger news for you, B-Man. Mattel is relaunching its Barney franchise. Barney! We're talking TV series, YouTube videos, toys clothing and hopefully baby bop coming back as well three nostalgic stories today justin let's do it for our first temple and webster the online furniture retailer has seen a nearly 50 percent drop in its net profit as customers become value conscious that is not the best way to start the year b man so what is happening here it's been one hell of a roller coaster ride for temple and webster mm-hmm. which was one of the og online furniture retailers when it started back in 2011 in 2016 they listed on the asx and had one of the worst floats of the year. It lost 90% of its share value in just 12 months. Not ideal. But then during COVID, when online shopping was all the rage, Temple and Webster became the rage. (laughs) That ideal. (laughs) But now, Temple and Webster's CEO has released their results for the past six months. Net profit dropped 46.7%. Jazzy boy, not to mention a drop in active customers by 100,000 customers. So no surprises here. The share price dropped 27%. And the CEO reckons with the cost of living rising, customers are looking towards value products as opposed to premium-ish products. (laughs) So what is the key learning here? While in the past, consumers were attracted to buying from quality-focused brands, Mm -hmm. now many consumers are driven by good value. Because when cost of living pressures bite, it's all about getting a good deal. Jazzy boy, a value-driven customer is someone that wants their money's worth. You know, they select products based on two simple factors, price and convenience. I want it now and I want it cheap. <laughs> and naturally, retailers with higher-end or fancy products often experience a downturn during these times. Case in point, Temple and Webster. Mm. For our second story, TikTok is looking to put some content behind paywalls in a plan to test a new revenue model and grow creator revenue. Wow, we Jazzy Boy, the big shift for the talk. What in the world are they thinking? Well, we know TikTok as the addictive, algorithmically amazing app that has swallowed up the attention of around one and a half billion people globally. (laughs) It's also the app that has taken valuable attention away from Insta, Facebook, Snap, YouTube. But now, it's been revealed that TikTok is working on a range of new features inside its app. The talk is looking at ways to enable content creators to paywall some of their content inside the app. For example, a creator could set a price of, let's say, $1 for a user to view particular content. It's part of a growing trend of creators getting paid for their premium content by followers as opposed to just relying on brand deals. Yeah, so what is the key learning here? Content creators generate so much of the value that social platforms enjoy today. But these creators traditionally enjoyed none of the profits until more recently. B-Man, we know that social media platforms know that without quality content of creators and their army of followers, their business is close to worthless. So the war for creator talent, it's vicious. (laughs) We've seen companies like YouTube split ad revenue 45-55 with creators. We've also seen Instagram launch a way for creators 
creators to paywall their content. So it's only natural that TikTok rewards the pool of content creators that actually fueled its rise in the first place. For our third and final story, Ancel Limited, the medical glove company, saw its profit drop over 17% because it's got too much rubber in its warehouse. Mm-hmm. Medical gloves were a hot commodity in peak mm-hmm. pandemic. Not anymore no. though, Jazzy Boy. So what's happening with Ancel? Okay, so Ancel is an Australian company founded way back in 1929 that does all things gloves. We're talking industrial <laughs> and medical. I know what you're thinking, Jazzy Boy. Yes, it did previously manufacture condoms too, mm-hmm. but it sold that division in 20. 20- 2017. Now, Brett, during the pandemic, when hygiene was critical, Ansel <laughs> became one of the hottest companies in Australia. But now that hygiene isn't critical, <laughs> we needed medical gloves. <laughs> it produced medical gloves. We needed those full body suits. Uh, they had those babies as well. And because of the huge demand for its product and delays in global logistics, Ansel ordered big. And Jazzy Boy, now it's come to bite them in their rubber backside because its revenue has fallen over 17% for the last six months. Net profit also dropped dropped over 17%. Sadly, it looks like Ansel didn't quite read the room when the rubber hit the road. So what is the key learning here? The pandemic hangover is real and some companies are still nursing a bit of a sore head. Now, Brett, early in the pandemic, we had big retailers like Maya, David Jones, even Bunnings and Coles. They struggled to secure enough stock to fill their shelves. So to keep up with the demand, many companies, including Ansel, had to lift their capacity. We're talking anywhere between 30% and 100% in the early stages of the pandemic. But Jazzy Boy, as the pandemic subsided mm-hmm. and the normalization began, yep. these companies were facing a rude shock. An oversupply of stock that crashes the profit margin party. Jazzy Boy, we mentioned David Jones and I understand that we have a brand new TikTok that's blowing up, isn't it? Talking about David Jones dropping from 2.1 bill to a measly 100 or so million. So if you're interested in the history of David Jones, its rise and its fall, check out Flux.finance on TikTok. Thanks to the and we'll see you tomorrow.